This podcast is sponsored by ebookit.com, self-publishing solutions for the independent author and small press. Visit us today at ebookit.com. Welcome to the Toastmasters podcast, the official podcast of Toastmasters International. Hello, everybody. This is Greg Gazin. And I'm Ryan Levesque. Ryan, chairing a Toastmasters International Convention can be a rewarding experience, but combining that journey with with a three-decade-long friendship can enhance the magic even more. Today, we have the honor of speaking with a dynamic duo who'll be there to greet the world to a tropical paradise as Toastmasters from around the world congregate this August in the host District 47 in the capital city of Nassau in the Bahamas. Ryan, who are we speaking to today? Today's guests are Anthony Tony Longley and Pamela D. Roll, the 2023 International Convention Host District Chairs. Both distinguished Toastmasters, Anthony and Pamela have been friends for nearly 30 years, and they will now share the responsibility, as you just said, Greg, of welcoming members to this year's hybrid convention. Tony and Pamela are featured in the front cover of the July issue of the Toastmaster magazine, Fun fact, Tony actually took that picture. He's also featured in the picture. I'll let you figure out how that happened. And Tony and Pamela are also featured in a QA and a inside the pages of the July issue. It's called Talented Duo Co-Chair Convention in the Bahamas. Joining us from the tropical paradise of Nassau, Bahamas, and District 47, welcome Anthony, Tony the Tiger Longley, and Pamela D. Roll to the Toastmasters podcast. Welcome. Thank you very much for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Good afternoon, good day, good morning, good evening to Toastmasters around the world. It's a joy to be with you today. That's awesome. Now the convention is only a month away. Pamela, how are you feeling right now? I am so excited. I wish it was tomorrow, but I believe (laughs) that our colleagues at the World Headquarters staff would say, no, no, not so fast. We're very excited. And we can't wait. This is the first time the International Convention will be held in the Bahamas. And we are fired up and we are ready to go. We are very excited. And as Tony indicated, we cannot wait to welcome the many visitors to our shores, especially those that have not visited the Bahamas before. We have a lot of exciting things planned. And so we can't wait to see you. Tony, Pamela sounds pretty bold in her confidence of what's around the corner. How about for you? What's uh, what's going through your head, Tony, as you look forward to what's coming just a few short weeks away? I am exceedingly excited about having this convention here in the Bahamas. As you would perhaps be aware, this is only the second time in the history of the international convention being held that it is being held outside of North America. The only other time was in Malaysia in, I think it was 2014. As a country, we are honored. And as co-hosts, we are totally elated to be leading the charge here on the ground and to welcome our colleagues from all around the world to the Bahamas. That's wonderful. Now, I'm just curious, what made you decide to take on the task, Pamela? <laughs> Boy, that, that's a great question. Here in Nassau last year during the International Convention, my telephone rang. It was Tony, and he says, Pamela, when important people are trying to call you, pick up the phone, answer your call. And I said, what are you talking about? So it was Dan Rex calling, and I missed the call. <laughs> so when he 
finally was able to reach me, he said, I have a proposition. And I said, oh, what's that? I would like for you to consider co-chairing the Toastmasters International Convention. And I said, well, not so fast, co-chairing. So that means I will be working along with someone. It really depends on who the other party is. And he said, hmm, Tony Longley, of course. And I said, absolutely, Tony <laughs> Longley. Yes, I will do it. There was no hesitation. Once I found out that Tony was going to be the co-host, it would have been my pleasure to serve alongside him. How about for you, Tony? Did you get a call from Toastmaster CEO Daniel Rex as well? And if did the prospect of working with Pamela add into your calculus on the decision of whether to take this opportunity or not? Actually, just to give a bit of a backdrop, the current international president, Matt Kinsey, and I have been talking about the possibility of getting Toastmasters International to hold the conference here in the Bahamas for several years. When I arrived in Nashville, Tennessee, it seemed like he couldn't wait to, to find me in the crowd. <laughs> and he hinted to me that we have it. We have the agreement for the Toastmasters International Convention to be held in the Bahamas. And I would like for you and Pamela to both be chairs of the convention. So this is something that has been in the shadows, being talked about, being prayed for, for quite a while, thanks to international president, Matthew Kinsey, who was able to drive it from the inside. And here we are. And how fitting it is that it is happening during his term as international. Well, at the time of August, he'll be passing the baton, but it's mm -hmm. happening on the landmark of his exit from the chair of international president. Now, speaking about the role itself, what does the role entail? So, and with co-chairs, how would you decide who does what? Well, first of all, I'd like to say that I, I'm very humbled to be selected for this role because it could have been anyone else here in District 47. I'm very and truly grateful for this opportunity. In my role as a Goodwill Ambassador, I'm being responsible for attending host district planning meetings with World Headquarters staff. What we usually do is Tony and I would look at the emails, then we would have our sidebar conversations and I'll say, okay, Tony, I'll take care of ABC, you take care of D and E. Or sometimes I'll take care of ABCD and you take care of E. And we hold ourselves accountable. If there's something due, he says, Pamela, today is the deadline. Or I would say, Tony, Today is the deadline, or yesterday was the deadline, or tomorrow is the deadline. Chop, chop, let's get it done. In the favorite words of my, my Toastmaster, Christina Kilberg, chop, chop, let's get it done. We found that because we have worked together so well over the years, we kind of know each other's weak spots, if <laughs> so, so to put it. But we, we know how, we know our strengths, we know our weaknesses. And so wherever I may fall down, Tony picks up and vice versa. And so I'm just so excited that he's been able to really steer this ship along with me. And we've been, for the most part, in sync for at least 90 to 95% of what was required of us. Right, Tony? We don't have any more deliverables for the World Headquarters staff. No, I think we're up to date after that last one went out today. Mm -hmm. We're doing pretty good. Yes. That must be a great feeling. Yeah. Being in sync must be great because you'd think, okay, this could stretch our friendship just a little, but obviously you've figured out the ways to, to work it out. I just would like to add, with your permission, something to what Pamela just said in terms of us working together. When I 
transitioned from leadership at the club level onto the district level, Pamela actually had gone ahead of me to the district. It's amazing how things turn around. I mentored her through her leadership journey at the club level, but she went on to the district level ahead of me. I followed her as division governor. When she was done with that, she went on to the trio, and she invited me to serve as a public relations officer, now called public relations manager, at the district level. There again, the roles turned. She was the mentor, and I was the mentee. We worked well together that way, and that's how it has been throughout her Toastmasters career because she came in way after me. And so we have no issue working together. It's like clockwork. Sometimes it really appears like we have read each other's mind and we're getting the job done together. Now, you're still in the planning stages. You're just getting ready. Obviously, it's there's going to be about a month before people start to arrive. So far, Tony, what's the best part for you? The best part for me will be on the opening night, opening ceremonies to see over 1,000 Toastmasters from around the world in person and hopefully several fold that number online, enjoying the menu of items that we will have in store for you on the Toastmasters program and those who are coming ahead of the convention and those who are staying a few days after the convention to hear about their stories of enjoying our country and our island of Nassau, Bahamas, New Providence in particular. Wonderful. Tony, now that you mentioned the arrival, perhaps let's talk a little bit about the location. Besides the picturesque pink sand beaches, why is the Bahamas a great destination for the convention? The people to begin with. Our people, we are known to be friendly, warm, inviting. You don't have to be employed in the hospitality industry to be hospitable when you live in the Bahamas. We are just that way. That's just our nature. That's the way we were raised. It's a small island where everyone knows everybody, so to speak. We care about one another. We exude that kind of warmth in our personality. And that transcends into the way we welcome our guests and the way we see to it that everyone enjoys our land and has a good time. I still remember the commercial. I think it was from the 80s, how it's better in the Bahamas. <laughs> it's beyond that now. It's beyond that now, Ryan and Greg. It is best in the Bahamas. <laughs> the Bahamas is a unique destination made up of 700 islands and keys. There are only 16 of those islands that are inhabited. And Nassau is the capital of, is the city where New Providence Island sits. So we are on the island of New Providence. Getting to Nassau is very convenient by air. We are on the same time zone as New York. The weather in New York is kind of pleasant now, but in Nassau, it's even more pleasant because we have that wonderful sea breeze throughout the year. So if you get really warm, you can go on the beach and you can enjoy the sea breeze. The currency is the Bahamian dollar, which here in Nassau is similar in value to the U.S. dollar. And in addition to the Caribbean climate, our cuisine is simply amazing and it's delicious. We have many award-winning beaches, as Tony indicated, and you can enjoy miles and miles of irresistibly blue waters. Or you can even visit one of our islands on the island of Eleuthera, where they have secluded pink sand beaches. The sand is actually pink on the beach. 
So if you love the sea, the Bahamas is a paradise for scuba divers. And we have a lot of national parks. We have walking trails. We have forts. Pirates used to inhabit several years ago. And then we have some of the best diving spots in the world. Man. Well, I can just echo that. I'm not sure if you heard before we started recording when I was chatting with Tony, Pamela, uh, but my wife and I several years ago had a chance to go to Harbor Island, or as the locals mm-hmm. call it, Bryland, yes. uh, as yes. well as to visit Elutra. And we we sat and swam on those pink sand beaches. Yes. And man, it was amazing. gorgeous. Yeah, oh absolutely. The friendliness of the people, as Tony said, 100%. Absolutely. We also have the island of Exoma, which mm-hmm. has a key, a key being a very small private island off the mainland, which is famous for the swimming pigs. The swimming pigs, they have become a hit. You can Google the swimming pigs and you can read about it. The visitors, they go down there, they get into the sea water. In comes the pigs to swim with you. What a beautiful photo shoot that is. And so they are world famous. They are looked after by persons on the island who care for them, who feed them two times a day and make sure they have fresh drinking water and they are taken care of with love. And they make sure that those who visit, have fun with the pigs, do not abuse them or do anything out of the way. So they're very well taken care of and protected. Google it and come down and enjoy it. It seems swimming with the dolphins is pale to swimming with the pigs. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> the pigs are now more famous than the dolphins. <laughs> so pigs fly and pigs swim. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> wow. But the pigs flying is fairy tale. The pigs swimming is for real in the Bahamas. And only in the Bahamas. <laughs> <laughs> There's wow. a new tagline, only in the Bahamas. <laughs> pigs swim, that's right. Awesome. Pamela, can you tell us a little bit about the resorts where the in-person conventions taking place. It is the Grand Hyatt Bahamar Resort and Convention Center. Did I say that right? Yes, you said that correctly. Awesome. What can you tell us about the resort? The resort is fairly new. It is one of the most popular resorts on the island. It is closest to the airport. It's located on the western end of the island. So there are lots of walking spaces around and lots of beaches the facilities are just simply breathtaking. If you want to walk the grounds and if you want to have an opportunity to, let's say, maybe do a hike or hike some trails, then that facility is the best facility for us to use. I believe that the members and our guests that would come to the Bahamas and visit, they're going to be pleasantly pleased because it's a beautiful facility. And they are very accommodating to the needs of our members. And we're looking forward to having a great time. At the Grand Hyatt, there is a lot of live entertainment within the property and the neighboring hotels that are all a part of the Bahama network. Mm-hmm. They have one of the largest casinos as part of the world. The restaurants, I mean, they are to die for. It's a place to be. But for persons who would want to venture off property, there's a lot you can do. Pam mentioned some of it earlier. For persons who like to party and have fun, we have the booze cruise that can take you out either day or night. And, well, you heard the name, the booze cruise. (laughs) We will have a hospitality desk set up within the convention space, manned, uh, operated rather by one of our chairs, 
who is a tourism professional herself in the name of distinguished Toastmaster Dennison Balfour. She and her team would be able to give advice on tours that you can enjoy off property. And you'll be able to book those tours right there. So this is we're just going to relieve all of the stress. We're going to think of everything that can just make your stay with us simple and relaxing and enjoyable. That's the plan. So we have a selection of chairs. How many chairs do we have, Pamela? Fifteen. About fifteen. That's not going to be enough for all the attendees, is it? Well, the chairs, <laughs> they are team leaders. They are team oh, leaders. Oh, that kind of chair. Yeah. I was thinking <laughs> beach chairs. <laughs> I, I would tell you, based on the Bahama Resort, there are more than 15 beach chairs. So enough for everyone, enough to go around. Well, the sand is so soft, you could just sit on the sand. <laughs> there you go. But nonetheless, the, the, the various chairpersons who are team leaders, they would each had a team of what we refer to as helping hands. And these helping hands persons, they would wear a, a noticeable vest and it will be easy to pick them out for persons who will need any assistance, have any questions, we will be there to assist them. And so Pamela and I are not doing this alone. We would have a team of capable Toastmasters on the job helping out to make this a success. That's correct, Tony. And there are more than 100 helping hands that will be on site, seeing to the needs of all of our members and making sure that everything runs smoothly, along with the World Headquarters staff. Well, hopefully people will be able to enjoy more than the 15 physical chairs. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully people will be able to attend in person, but if they are not, everyone will be able to connect and participate in the convention virtually. And we'll certainly put some information in the show notes for those of you who want to be able to do that. Yeah. Ryan and Greg, there's something that's very important for persons to know who are still on the fence trying to decide, oh, the Bahamas is so far away from where I'm at. Can I get there easily? It is so easy to get to the Bahamas, despite the fact that we are just a little dot on the world map. We are powerful in terms of how we operate in the tourism sector. You have direct flights to the Bahamas from major hubs such as New York, Atlanta, Georgia, Dallas, Fort Worth, um, Los Angeles, California, London, England. These are just some of the major hubs where there are direct flights to the Bahamas. Even Denver, Colorado, where our head Coastmaster International World Headquarters is located, we have a direct flight from there. Mm. Getting to the Bahamas is, for most people, it's like just one stop. And then you jump and then you're in the Bahamas. <laughs> from New York, it's just like a, about a two hour flight, two and a half hour from New York, 35 minutes from South Florida, Miami and Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Hopefully people can make their reservations now. Now, of course, we all know that Toastmasters has the tagline where leaders are made. From perhaps your perspective, Pamela, If someone is interested in learning to engage in these type of leadership activities, I mean, obviously they're not going to be starting as a district host chair. (laughs) What would be one thing you might be able to share with a new Toastmaster to encourage them to step outside, perhaps step outside their club and take on these types of leadership activities? Thank you for that question. So I'll I'll start with, with a story of how I became a Toastmaster. I visited Toastmasters clubs 
for five years before becoming a member. I just could not make up my mind. I was very shy and feeling uncomfortable sitting in a room of strangers who may possibly ask me to speak. So that was not the place for me. I was terrified. And so visiting clubs, it took a while. Five years later, I decided to join the Toastmasters Club. And I, I'm sure I must say this part before Tony plugs this in. Tony was one of the people very instrumental in me becoming a Toastmaster. And within that five-year period, he would not let up. He and <laughs> Pamela, you have, to, you have to become a Toastmaster. Okay, I'll do it, I'll do it. But I kept visiting clubs until I finally found the club that I felt would be the right fit for me. And I've been a member of that club since I joined Toastmasters in 2000. And that's Healing Communicators Club 7178. So let's just say it took that long for me to calm my nerves and take that first step into what would become one of the best decisions of my life to become a Toastmaster. I did not know at the time, but if I knew then what I know now, I would not have waited five years to become a Toastmaster because Toastmasters has, has had such a positive impact and influence in my life. Everything that I have done, my professional and my personal success, I have attributed to Toastmasters. So going back to someone who may be afraid, we all know that very first time when we attended our first Toastmasters meeting and we were asked to give our icebreaker, that dreaded icebreaker, sweaty palms, butterflies flying, out of formation, all of this happened, but we got through the first speech. Some of us barely did, but we made it through. And as we look back at that first speech and we look at the growth and development that we have seen in us and in other members that we have mentored over the years, it's just an amazing accomplishment and the things that can happen as Toastmasters, once you prepare your speeches and do the things that you're supposed to do in accordance with the Toastmasters promise. And the wonderful thing that I love about Toastmasters is that when you join, you're not alone. You are assigned a mentor and that mentor works with you. They're with you in making sure that you prepare your meeting assignments and that you understand the program and you understand what's happening. Tony is still my mentor even though sometimes we may not see eye to eye all the time, but he is still my mentor and I still go to him and ask him for things and he would be able to give me the answers and point me in the right direction. So that's the beauty of Toastmasters. You can go nowhere in the world and after one year, you would have pretty much perfected a role and you move on to another role. As a club officer, you serve as president for one year. You have one year to get it right and then you're out the door and somebody else fills in. So it's a re revolving door as it relates to leadership. We have so many members who have served as presidents and vice presidents and district officers. And in that one year, their life has changed drastically because of the beauty of Toastmasters and how they apply what they have learned in their professional and their personal life. So for the person who is on the side of the fence and not sure what to do, Join Toastmasters. Come, come on down. Join us at Bahama. We'll take one of those 15 beach chairs and we'll save one for you. <laughs> will you throw in a Bahama Mama for any listener who comes down? We will throw in a double Bahama Mama. 
Amazing. Ryan and Greg, I'd like to share something with you. Please, love to hear it. Unlike Pamela, who was invited into Toastmasters, I, I was not invited. I was instructed to join Toastmasters. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. My manager at the time, realizing that I had a great future in the career that I'm in, which is insurance sales, but realizing that I had a challenge because I am a stutterer. And notice I did not say past tense. And he said to me on Thursday night, I, I want you to be at the Pilot House Hotel for my Toastmasters Club meeting at 8 p.m. So when your boss speaks, what do you do? And so I showed up at the pilot house and after several meetings, I understood that they were going to a conference in Florida and I was not yet a member, but I signed up the sign-up sheet to go to Florida and I went and the exposure that I had there as just a guest among some five, 500 Toastmasters, I came back and the very next week I joined. And that was 36 years ago, last month on June the 1st. The reason I stuck with Toastmasters is because this is what has helped me to find my voice. As a stutterer, I had tremendous difficulty. In fact, I was assigned to do my icebreaker and I ducked and dodged doing my icebreaker for months. So much so that in the end, it took me three years to the very month to complete the 10 phases or 10 speeches of what we used to call the beginner's manual, the competent communicator's manual back in the day. Three years it took me because of ducking and dodging, being afraid to get up to the lectern and for people to hear me stutter. Through Toastmasters, I've learned to manage that speech impediment to the extent that you can be with me for hours and not know because I have my little tricks of how I deal with it. So you see, I'm indebted to Toastmasters. And I always tell persons coming in, new members in particular, that if you were to give this program just 80 to 85% commitment and dedication. You don't need to hit 100%. If you give it 80 to 85% commitment, you will see changes in your life, as Pamela alluded to. You'll see an upward movement in your professional life and your personal life will be improved because this is the program that gives you the confidence you need and the skills that you need to get what you need in this life. It's best in the Bahamas and terrific in Toastmasters. Absolutely. <laughs> I like that. Beautiful. I'm so glad you both spoke up and decided to share these extra pieces. They both add a lot. Thank you both. Thank you. Awesome. So folks, the 2023 Toastmasters International Convention, it's coming up on August 16 through 19. It is the second ever hybrid convention. So you can join on the ground in the Bahamas at the Grand Hyatt Bahamar Resort and Convention Center in Nassau or from anywhere else on the planet if you join virtually. Tony and Pamela, thank you so much for coming on the show today, for sharing your story and your experience with us and wishing you a successful convention. Thank you. Thank you very much. This has been great. And we hope that the information that we have shared will increase the numbers of registrations, and we will have more opportunities to show off our country, the Bahamas, to the world. Thank you very much for having us on the podcast today, and we really appreciate you taking the time to interview Tony and I, and we look forward to welcoming all of our special Toastmaster guests 
to the Bahamas. And for those who are joining us online, we say we look forward to seeing you and we wish you were here. But there's still time if you want to change your mind and you want to be here in person. We will be here to welcome you with open arms. And we're looking forward to seeing you in just a few short weeks right here in sunny Nassau, Bahamas. If you're booking your flights, make sure you allocate some time before and after to spend some time on the beautiful beaches and all the other places. And folks, if you've enjoyed this episode with the convention coming up, I encourage you not to wait. Take the opportunity to share this episode with your friends and family. You can find the Toastmasters podcast at toastmasterspodcast.com, toastmasters.org, Google, Apple, and anywhere you find your podcasts. Ryan? And just a final note, to get all the details on the convention, go to toastmasters.org and click on events, and you will find a plethora of information to satisfy all of your curiosities. Pamela, Tony, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much, and we hope to meet you soon. Isn't it about time you publish that book you've been thinking about? We can help with that. At ebookit.com, we've been providing authors and small presses with ebook publishing services since 2010. Visit us today at ebookit.com and let us know how we can help you.